You're listening to the You're Such a Catch podcast with your host, Aaron, <laughs> whose journey in dating and relationships is on full display for your empowerment, education, and honestly, your entertainment too. Welcome to You're Such a Catch. I'm Aaron. Thank you so much for being here. If you're new to You're Such a Catch, I'm sure you're trying to decide, you know, are we a match? Should I swipe right? Well, I'm also sure you're familiar with a dating bio, so I'm just going to rattle mine off really quick. I'm a former single gal. I met a man through this podcast. Crazy, I know. Now I'm navigating my own relationship. I'm trying to help others with theirs, and I'm helping singles out there learn to love themselves so they can find success while dating. If this sounds like what you've been looking for, then yeah, swipe right. Let's see where this can go. You can always learn more about You're Such a Catch by visiting my website, youresuchacatch.com, and you can verify whether I'm a catfish or not on social media at You're Such a Catch. I always welcome you to slide into my DMs. (laughs) That's how today's episode came about. Yes, that's right. Today is another episode of Dear Erin. Today's question comes from a woman who sent me an email. Let's call her Julie. I always change the name to respect people's privacy, but I always ask to make sure it's okay to share on the pod. A sign of a healthy relationship, you know, clear and concise communication, transparency. See, aren't you glad you swiped right? (laughs) Julie's email read, Hi, Erin. I feel like I've known you since I've been listening to your podcast for so long. I love this show and it's helped me tremendously. I followed your advice. I worked on myself, healed from my last relationship, and I think I manifested my current boyfriend. You go, girl. My story isn't as unique as yours. I didn't get a voice note out of the blue, but he did put forth effort to get my attention. He treats me well. We seem to get along just fine, and we have a good time together. So you're probably wondering, why am I even reaching out? Here's why. I'm like you, in my mid-30s. Y'all, side note real quick. (laughs) Julie, you just became my favorite listener because 40 is right around the corner for me. So mid-30s, I will take it. She goes on to say, I want to have kids and I don't want to be the oldest mom at pickup. I don't want to waste my time if this isn't going anywhere. I also don't want to sabotage my relationship because I'm wanting things to move fast. Why is dating so hard? I feel like it's harder for women, but I know you tell me to reframe that thought. How long should we wait before we get engaged? Or how long should I give him to propose? I'm sure you're going to ask. We've been dating for about five months. I feel like I sound crazy, but I am just protecting myself. Thanks for listening and for being so open with your life. It's always nice to know I'm not alone in these situations. Love, Julie. Mm, Julie girl, first and foremost, thank you. Thank you for tuning in, for reaching out, and for trusting me to give you guidance and just for being so vulnerable. You definitely don't sound crazy. You're absolutely right. I would tell you to reframe that statement because your thoughts and feelings are valid. What I hear you saying is, I've met a great guy. Things are going well, but I'm scared about our future. I'm afraid I won't get to be a mom. I'm fearful my man won't commit and take things to the next level in my desired timeframe. And I don't want to invest any more time into a relationship if it's not going anywhere. There's so much here. And girl, I can relate I too have had similar thoughts, fears, and concerns at various stages of my dating life, but here's what I've realized. Are you ready for this? We're not in control. We don't get to write the script and have our love story play out exactly how we envisioned it in our heads. It doesn't work that way. That may sound harsh, but it's real talk. 
And I don't want to sugarcoat that for I need you to process and understand this. It's very important. And you're probably saying to yourself, but Erin, you said we can manifest anything we put our minds to. Yes, Julie, you can. But the universe is always going to deliver what's best for you and in divine timing. I don't know if you listen to country, Julie. You're from Texas, so I'm going to assume the answer is yes. You know the song by Garth Brooks? It's a favorite of mine, and I'm not going to sing it because I have a terrible singing voice, but I'm going to read you the lyrics. Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. Remember when you're talking to the man upstairs that just because he doesn't answer doesn't mean he don't care. Some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. You know that one? We have to understand that sometimes the things we want for ourselves and the timing we desire may not be the right thing or the right time, and we won't realize it until later, after that dust settles and we think back about how things played out. Then we have that aha moment, and we go, "Mm, now I get why it didn't work out with him or why I needed to be more patient or whatever the case may be. So I need you to understand that putting pressure on your situation and having this ideal timeline in your head isn't going to help you feel better about things. You mentioned you don't want to self-sabotage, and I commend you for being so self-aware. I don't think you'll do that because you're heeding guidance, and from the sounds of it, you're able to problem-solve and work through things. For example, you were able to do the work on yourself and put yourself back out there to meet this incredible man. You can continue to grow and evolve as an individual as you work through these feelings and thoughts, and you can still achieve your desired outcome, but you're going to have to surrender to the universe, and that can be difficult to release all control. Before we unpack that some more, I'm sure you're probably rolling your eyes. Like, really, Erin? I wanted something more concrete. I wanted an answer with a number in it, like six months, or my man should propose after a year. I'm sorry, Julie. The answer to your question isn't that simple because contrary to what I've heard Patty Stinger say on Clubhouse, she does use the six-month benchmark to get engaged. It's my belief that every relationship is different. And my answer, speaking from acquired knowledge over the years and personal experience, is the right time to get engaged or married and how long you should be in a relationship before making that commitment depends on several factors. Like how well do you know your partner? How happy are you in your relationship? What's your expectation of what a marriage should look like? And can you see yourself committed to this person for the long haul? So it's less about an actual time frame, six months, a year, two years, and it's more about evaluating whether or not you're ready to move forward and make a bigger commitment. If things don't work out when you're dating, you exchange items you left at the other person's place if you weren't living together already. If you were cohabitating, it's a little tougher. You decide, you know, who gets to keep the place, the beloved coffee table. You Rochambeau to see who gets to keep the Netflix account, and you nurse a broken heart. You're able to back out of the relationship without legal representation or the financial repercussions that come with divorce. Julie, since you've been listening for a while now, I'm sure you know I'm not super big on rattling off statistics, but I wanted to share some of this with you and all of my listeners who this could benefit. According to wedding stats published in February of this year, the average age of marriage for a woman is 27.1 and for a man, 29.2, compared to 20.3 for women and 22.8 for men in the 1950s. You probably won't like this next statistic, and I'll admit, it even made me make a face. But according to the same site, on average, couples spend 4.9 years together before getting married. It broke the timeline down to 17 months dating before moving in together, 22 months living together before getting engaged, and 20 months before getting married. 
noting the average time of living together before marriage is 3.5 years. Now, I'm going to give you one more stat because as I already reminded you, I'm not a really big fan of stats. I'm all about breaking the mold and not being average, but it's good to know these things and to have a frame of reference. Couples who dated an average of 18 months and were engaged for about half that time were more likely to get married, but they survived only seven years of marriage and many of those relationships ended in divorce. Now, based on that information, you may deduct that I'm suggesting you wait, that you pump the brakes and slow down, but I'm not. I'm suggesting that you take inventory of your answers to those four questions I mentioned earlier. How well do you know your partner? How happy are you in your relationship? What's your expectation of marriage? And can you see yourself committed to that person for the long haul? I think discussing these things with your boyfriend is important. He should ask himself these same questions as his feelings, wants, and desires are valid too. Then based upon your responses to those questions, you can gauge where you stand in terms of moving things forward. But I do think the answer to your question differs based on relationship to relationship. Each relationship is unique and brings about its own highs and its own challenges. What we don't want to happen is the desire to bring on the future marriage and kids to prevent us from enjoying the present. I'm guilty of this too because I desire to get married again. And I'm not sure if I want the big old wedding since I've already had that, but I also don't want to take that away from my partner should he want it. But I can get hung up in fantasizing about getting there, committing to another person, truly building a life together, then expanding our family from two to more. I've always dreamt of being a mom. And look, like I mentioned, I'll be 40 in a couple months. I sometimes worry it won't happen for me either. I fear I won't be able to have children of my own, but that doesn't help anything. Trust the universe knows your heart, and if it doesn't, then my suggestion is to change that immediately. Journal. Get those desires onto paper. Let the universe know what you want, what your intentions are. This is so important, especially if you've been thinking in the reverse, worried, fearful, and concerned about your future. Flip that script, reframe like you knew I'd suggest, Julie, and really believe that you'll get to be a mom, that you will get married, and all the things you desire will come true. It may not happen today or in the timing you think is best for you, but it will happen. And when it does, I want you to let me know. I'd bet money it will be better than you ever imagined if you don't force it, if you don't try and manipulate it, if you simply change your focus from the future to the present. Take time right now to nurture your relationship. Continue getting to know one another on a deeper level. Have fun. Support one another through the highs and the challenges. Make a conscious decision to choose each other. Overcome hurdles before they even exist. Communicate. This is a must. Be an effective communicator. This is a major factor when a relationship doesn't work. Practice doing this well now so you can continue to perfect it over time. Go ahead and tackle some of the more difficult conversations about finances, expectations with intimacy. It's better to stay ahead of these common contributors for problems in a relationship while it's just the two of you before kiddos are involved, before you're sleep deprived, trying to juggle being a new mom, a boss babe, working on getting that pre-pregnancy body back and keeping the romance alive. It's a lot. I'm sure you've seen sex life. Need I say more? I hope I answered your question, Julie. How long should you date before you get engaged? Or how long should you give your boyfriend to propose? It's relative. I definitely want to see you happy and progressing towards your end goal, but rushing it or him won't help. Focus on those four questions. If you do that and continue to assess where you're both at, have open lines of communication and respect for each other's desires and expectations, then you'll be fine. 
But if his answers to those four questions differ from yours, or your answers change over time, you will need to pivot, even though it stops forward progression to your goal of getting married and having children. Remember, you can never say the wrong thing to the right person. This is important. Keep this in your memory bank. Focus on the present, not the future, and you'll get your desired happily ever after. I have no doubt. Thank you again, Julie, for reaching out and trusting me to give you solid guidance. I hope I was able to help you and any other listeners who may be in a similar position. Hell, this is a good reminder for me also since I'm approaching the six-month mark. Boy, does time fly when you're in love. To my listeners, if you have any additional advice for Julie, by all means, please share. We are a community of like-minded individuals who can learn from one another. If you'd like to be part of a more intimate discussion, there's a private YSC community Facebook group. I've linked the details in the episode notes. And if you'd like to chat with me directly, again, I'm not a doctor or a psychologist, but I'm an ear to listen and I've been there. Feel free to reach out to me like Julie did at Erin at Earsuchacatch.com. And lastly, if you're in a place in your life where you're ready for change, maybe you've been on a mission to meet your person and you're just stuck. Maybe you know your relationship has run its course and you need to get out, but you're having difficulty. Or maybe you've met the man of your dreams and like Julie, you're living in the future rather than the present. I'm holding a free workshop called Creating Your Dream Life on July 22nd at 4.44 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I'd love for you to join me. Everyone is welcome. The more, the merrier. For those of you who are shy, maybe you're an introvert. No worries. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. You can even keep your camera off. For those of you who are like me, loud and open book and extrovert, bring that bubbly energy to the call as we lay the groundwork to manifest your wildest dreams. I cannot wait. And yes, you heard that time right. 4.44 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, which in numerology means the universe is saying, don't look back. Be present in the moment. Let your soul lead the way, not your fear. Life is a learning experience. Mistakes are part of the human journey. Be brave. You are so powerful. Give yourself this gift and join me. There's a link in the episode notes to register. Also, brace yourselves. You're Such a Catch Season 2 will conclude next week in the spirit of that number 44. It's going to be episode 44, and it's just meant to be. But don't worry. We'll be back with season three. Plus, there are so many new and exciting things coming out of the YSC community. Urgh, I can't wait to tell you all of them. <laughs> We're in a committed relationship. I'm not ghosting anybody. I love you all too much. Mm-hmm.